Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, you know by now, Met fans, you know exactly what was going to happen. And there isn't a team. Now, we know as sports fans, a lot of losing. I don't care what team you root for. There's a lot of losing that happens when you're a sports fan. You, know, you could go across the country, whatever, across all sports. There isn't a team that tortures their fan base more than the New York Mets do. It is impossible to torture their fan base more than the New York Mets. And this was another one of those prime examples. I can't... Look, we said it yesterday. I'm not saying it again. We, we know the NL East is over. We know the Mets season is over as far as World Series expectations. That is done. Could they make the playoffs? Absolutely. It'll be fun trying to watch this team get in the postseason. I told you exactly what's going to happen. Fans are going to have hope. The Mets are going to sell the hope of, well, look, we just got to get into the postseason. Look what the Phillies did last year. Wait till we get our guys back and you know, see get them, get them right. We know what we can do. Verlander and Scherzer in the postseason. Well, I'm not getting sucked in. Not this time. Last year I bought in. I believe that they were good. They earned our trust last year. They earned our trust. This year, and really since last year, the series in Atlanta, they haven't. You could say their September was bad. They lost Marte, whatever. They they were you know struggling a little bit down the stretch to hang on. They got swept by Atlanta. They had an embarrassing postseason performance, and they've had a rough start to this year where it's not April anymore. It's not May anymore. It is now June, and they still continue to look like a team that is not very good. And this is off, of course, spending a ton of money, the highest payroll in baseball history, all of that stuff. They are three games under 500, nine games back in the loss column. Now, who's to blame? You guys tonight or this morning, hi, it's Friday, want to get on Buck Showalter. I'm not going to get on Buck Showalter. I understand why you want to get on him. I'm not going to do that because he isn't the problem. Justin Verlander is the problem. Max Scherzer was the problem. Drew Smith is the problem. Adam Adovino was the problem. These are the guys that deserve the wrath. It's not even the offense. You can't pick on Vogel back. He didn't play. I mean, it did score 10 runs. You look at what Alvarez has done. It's exciting. You know, the Mets scored 10 runs without Alonzo. 
I understand what Buck was trying to say when he said he's proud of the group for fighting because we all look. You, you could sit there and lie to yourself. The Mets got down three nothing early on. You're thinking, bleeping, bleeping, bleep, bleep, bleep. Again, here we go. But they punched back. They showed some guts. And Brandon Nemo with the grand slam, and the Mets actually responded for a change. So it wasn't that the Braves went out there and dominated them. The Mets did fight all night long, back and forth, back and forth. The problem is you can't blow those leads. And I was ready to excuse Verlander for the first inning. You know, you give up three runs. All right, obviously I'm not happy about that. That's unacceptable. But your offense got you off the hook. And once the Mets take that 5-3 lead, my thought was that he's not giving another one up. That has to be, and I actually believed it. Foolish me. Look at me trying to be positive and buy into the team that I just said was done the night before. I was trying to be positive and thinking, you know what, Verlander, he's got a mulligan here. He gives up three in the first. They give him five in the top of the second. You can't allow another run. Go out there, make this stick, get through five, six innings, hand it over to the bullpen. And Justin Verlander can't even get, I mean, he goes three innings. I mean, that's it's an embarrassment. He goes three innings, and he allows five runs. Four runs, whatever, semantics, don't really care. He's pitching to an almost five ERA. And that is why this team is no good. If you want to blame why the Mets are failing this year, you want to place blame specifically why, that's why. Because they chose to double down on their formula for success based on what happened last year. I don't know how you could do that, but they chose to double down and say, we're going to invest big again in the starting pitching. And that's what they did. Now, they invested in the bullpen, too. And it was supposed to be better than what it was. Obviously, Diaz got hurt. You're now seeing the ripple effects of that finally in June. But the reason is because the starters have been horrible all year long. Too many times we've seen a Mets starter go three, four, five innings. You know, their record up until, what was it, uh, the Blue Jays series or whatever. Yeah, that, that Friday, I guess it was, when a Mets starter won six innings. The Mets were, what, 14-0, 16 something like that. And they didn't have enough of those starts. So that uh, you know, forces Buck to overuse the bullpen, abuse the bullpen, and it's not very good to begin with because they're thin without their best reliever in Edwin Diaz. So now you're taking an already weakened bullpen and abusing it to start the year for two, three months, and what do you expect? I mean, when Verlander leaves that game in the third inning, you're thinking, how are you going to get any outs here? Nagosik, he stinks. All right, bring him. He's okay, but even he gives up a run. Rayleigh, all right, fine. Drew Smith. <laughs> Drew, Smith. Oh, Drew Smith. I mean, you have to laugh at this point because if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. If you don't laugh, you are going to cry. Drew Smith, this is the guy that we've got to see trying to protect a big lead here in an important spot. Drew Smith. On the team with the highest payroll in baseball history, Drew Smith is the guy who's in there for important outs. He sucks. Get him off the team. Right along with Vogelback. I'd offer to drive them myself, but I'm not wasting my time on these two guys. 
I don't care how they get out of here. Just get them out of here. They're awful. I never want to see him again. Take Adovino with you. I mean, at least Adovino had a decent year last year. But still, I don't want to see any of them again. Tommy Hunter, he could go too. Here's the problem with Drew Smith. Like, Tommy Hunter, you expect sucks. He, he's not, he shouldn't be on the team. But it's like desperation, you need arms, whatever. He's the guy who's the absolute last resort. You know what I saw when Tommy Hunter was jogging in from the bullpen? I saw a white flag. Now, I didn't see Tommy Hunter. I saw a white flag. This game is over. We know it. You know it. But there's nothing we can do about it because we have no other options. But you expect it from him. Hey, and you can't get on Robertson. He's been great. What, what do you, gotta, you expect him to go two innings? Come on. He's been good all year long. Actually, the one of the few who's done their job here. Drew Smith is a guy who was supposed to be an important arm for this team dating back for years. Oh, Drew Smith, Drew Smith, Drew Smith. Never, 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 never. This was his year, make or break year, especially with Edwin Diaz out. They needed him to be a reliable arm that could come in to big spots and get big outs. And he's proven time and time again he can't. He sucks. Get him out of here. But it all starts with Justin Verlander. You can't pay. I mean, we can pick on, like I said, Hunter or Drew Smith or whatever else, but Verlander's getting 43 million bucks. Well, why are you paying him $43 million? Not to go three innings against the Braves and, you know, blow a lead. Same with Max Scherzer. So, again, you notice a pattern here? The Mets built their team last year on starting pitching. DeGrom was hurt. Scherzer was good, but then he got hurt. And they still were able to get quality starts. Tyler McGill, you know, filled in nicely. Whatever, you, you know, um... Walker, Carrasco was good for a little bit. You know the guys by now. Chris Bassett obviously was reliable. By the way, how good would Chris Bassett and Marcus Stroman look in this rotation? I know there were some other issues with Stroman. And Bassett, I never forgave him for those two last starts, but he's better than anything the Mets have right now. Anyway, you saw how they were built a year ago. You saw it lined up regardless of all that happened prior to the final six games of the year. All the Mets had to do was win one measly game, and they had their pitching lined up the exact way you'd want. There were ups and downs, the roller coaster ride throughout the course of the year, even though they were good all year long. As far as that rotation goes, guys were coming, guys were going, guys were hurt, guys were not. So they all, at the end, when it mattered the most, they were all there and ready to go. And what happened? It failed. DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett. It failed twice. They had two chances. They had a mulligan after the Brave Series, and they lost again in San, against San Diego. They both, all, all three of them. I mean, I know DeGrom was okay in the, uh, the, the postseason, but all three of them did not get the job done ultimately to the expectations that we had of them or that the Mets had of them. And that's the reason why the Mets were ousted. Didn't win the division. Didn't win the postseason round because of the starting pitching. Billy Epler makes the decision they're going to double down on the idea of how to build their team. You know, some some stretch out the lineup with some professional hitters, Canna and Escobar and Marte and you know, 
maybe have some impact with the rookies this year. You, you get the point. They were not investing a lot in the offense. It was all about bringing Brandon Nemo back, bringing Edwin Diaz back, and replacing some of the parts in that starting rotation. And I'm not going to blame them for bringing in Verlander, but what I am going to do is say they didn't build a – you can't win – with a top-heavy starting rotation team. You, it's not that, That's not how you do it anymore. I used to love that theory, pitching, 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 pitching. I'm not buying it anymore. Bullcrap. It's offense, 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 offense. Players that impact the game every day. Not every fifth day, every day. And the pitching in today's game, for whatever reason, is extremely inconsistent. And two of the more consistent competitors that we've seen, the Mets let go in Stroman and Chris Bassett. You, it's hard to predict. Look at Alcantara with the Marlins. If you're a Marlins fan, and I don't know who the hell is, but maybe I'll be one soon. I mean, hell, look what they're doing this year. Wouldn't it work with nothing? But if you're a Marlins fan, you look at Alcantara last year and you're saying, here we go, we got the best pitcher in baseball lined up for the next several years. And then this year, he's bad. Go figure. If it's not poor performance, what is it? Guys getting hurt, right? So the starting pitching, we know bullpens are fickle. Starting pitching is the hardest thing to find consistency in for many reasons. Performance, injuries, all the above. And I liked the way the Mets did it because they invested in two of the more consistent guys throughout their careers in Scherzer and Verlander. However, they're way past their prime now. And neither guy has gotten it done. It's June. Verlander missed a full month. He's been inconsistent. At times, he's looked dominant like a Cy Young Award winner. And at times like tonight, he can't protect a two-run lead. Gives up three in the first, actually has a lead after that, and can't get out of the third inning. That's unacceptable. I'd rather him pitch six innings and give it up six runs than go three innings and have to get to the bullpen. But this was a, a horrible start on many levels. It's Scherzer again, you know, the, the other night with him, same thing. This is why the Mets are failing, because they're reliant on those two guys in particular. They're starting rotation overall, sure. But those two guys, throwing Kodai Senga, throwing Jose Quintana, who we haven't seen yet. They're built to have success based off of the starting rotation. Multiple ways. Keeping them in the game so the offense can score some runs because they're not generally going to bludgeon you, although with Alvarez in there, that could change things. But they're built to be keep the offense in the game. They're built to protect leads. The Mets had three-run leads all three of these games, first time in, in franchise history that they lost three games in a row, one having you know three-run leads. Now, with their history, who knows how many games they actually had three-run leads in. <laughs> that's, that's part of it, too. To blow a three-run lead, you actually have to have a three-run lead in three straight games. So I'd like to see how many times they actually had a three-run lead in three straight games that they didn't blow. But that's what I was saying last night. Hey, they, they usually don't blow a 4-1 lead. you got to protect that. They didn't. Three straight games blowing a three-run lead. But their starting pitching is supposed to keep them in games. It's supposed to give them length, which shortens up the bullpen, and then they could use you know two or three of those guys in a bullpen, especially without Diaz. It's only going to be two or three. With Diaz, maybe it was going to be three or four. But they could 
not overtax the bullpen. And that's gone kaput this year. I wanted to say another phrase, but I can't do that because I don't want to get kicked off the air. So that has not worked out, obviously. And when the starting rotation falters, everything else crumbles along with it. They lost this series. Why? Not because of Buck Showalter and because of what the lineups were or weren't or what he said in the postgame. They lost this series because Max Scherzer wasn't good enough. They lost this series because Justin Verlander was awful. They lost this series because their bullpen, the few trusted guys in the bullpen, didn't get the job done. That is why they lost, because they can't get the Atlanta Braves out. Now, this is not just a problem dating back to last September. This is a problem, the Mets not being able to get the Atlanta Braves out for 30 years. At some point, it's got to stop. Unfortunately, that point is not now. The Braves own them. And it was no surprise after winning. To me, the, the game with Scherzer was the game. And the Mets didn't win that one. I knew they were getting swept. It's no surprise. But it's disappointing how it happened. And because of the way that it happened with Scherzer and Verlander, why the hell would I believe that this team, while I do think they're going to make it to the postseason, because if they don't, I mean, you think the last couple of nights were bad. I mean, I, I can't even fathom what it will be like if this team does not make the postseason this year. Highest payroll ever, an expanded postseason. There's no excuse. I don't care if Verlander and Scherzer get hurt and don't pitch a game the rest of the way. There's no excuse for this team to not make the postseason. So they will. I do have confidence in that. But why in the world would anybody who's watched this team have confidence in them actually doing something with a postseason appearance based off of what we've seen with our own eyes, whether it's last year, whether it's this year, with that starting pitching? How can you possibly trust Scherzer and Verlander? Yeah, on paper it sounds great. Yeah, maybe if this were 2012, it'd be great. Or whatever, in 2015, 16, 19, whatever. It's 2023. And these guys haven't gotten it done consistently. That's why I have zero faith in the Mets this year. That is why their season is over. Not anything to do with Buck Showalter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 